Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network we're back baby my name is talon jenkins two of their hosts we got ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight oh we're doing good here had to shake off the rust a little bit i've been recording in a while but i'm happy to be back with with you guys here and with all the listeners and happy to to talk some hockey because we got a training camp coming up next month and then before we know it the season's going to be here uh, yeah, that was a pretty lame uh, introduction there from Ryan, considering we haven't been on for a month. I mean, I, uh, I had a list of things I could bring up, but I, I'll i just pick instead, one Instead, you're just going to rag on me for, for yeah, that? Yeah, well, you just give me like four or five minutes and uh, per you usual. Know, I'll in- entertain you. You got any good F1 bets over the weekend? No, F1 is in the holiday too. Summer break, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like us. Uh, but golf has been it's been a bit weird lately. Uh, I had a couple bets against Tony Fina in the previous few weeks, but last week I finally fucking beat him with Will Zalatoris. <laughs> he finally came through, so uh, great win there, twenty-eight to one. Bet him on Friday, and uh, yeah, he, he, big shit show of a uh, playoff. I had Substraka too, <laughs> so that was a fun uh, fun little watch there on Sunday afternoon with absolutely nothing else going on. I'm happy that soccer's back, of course. Things are finally kicking back into gear. I mean, uh, July to August is like the worst time of the year for me. It's just nothing's going on. I hate the fucking heat. We got no air conditioning here, and the sun's just beating right in my face. I'm sweating all the fucking time. So I'm happy that Hawk is coming around soon because that means the sun goes the fuck away. And, uh, yeah, we'll get football back. Uh, we got lots of stuff going on. So uh, glad to be back in business here talking with you all. Buddy, I'm right there with you. This is hands down the worst part of the year. I was talking about it with my girl the other day. She's like, you get seasonal depression, and it's not like wintertime. It's in between fucking hockey and NFL for like a good month and a half. You're just a little bitch, she called me. So I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I think that's it. It's been tough. The and honestly, is real. It's true, right? Like The World Juniors have been a, they've been a breath of fresh air, man. Without those, God knows where it would have been. Um, I'm with you though, man. There's been some sick golf going on. Um, I lost a lot of money because Xander Shoffley decided to be a god for about two weeks in a row. Uh, he's been lighting it up on the PGA. That was a Nas- long time ago. I know, I know. But NASCAR has been kind of my go-to for the past couple of weeks. That's pretty much all I've had. Uh, I've also been ripping a lot of European table tennis bets. That's been the only way I've been making money the past little while with no F1. So you hate baseball that much? I, honestly, yeah. I can't watch baseball, man. I'm sorry, it's fucked. Uh, shout out to the MLB podcast, though. Um, anyways, yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. Just NASCAR and table tennis. It's been a blast. 
All right, uh, let's get things rocking here. Everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, man. We talked about it. I just brought it up. There's the MLB podcast. They're thriving, obviously. It's getting down maybe soon, close to getting down to the nitty-gritty in the MLB. Obviously, they play a jillion games. Uh, With that being said, NFL is right around the corner, man. I'm watching. We got preseason on right now. We got the Bears against the Seahawks. Uh, At least it's something to watch. College football is right around the corner. Go check out uh, College Football Experience. Those guys are breaking down every team, all 131 in D1 college football. So that's pretty sick. Uh, Golf podcast, everything, man. MMA is still ripping. WNBA, uh, all the shit. Every podcast, the flagship show, it's all good, man. So go to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Check all that out. Uh, as well, Jolie's been firing off some articles on there, too, for the World Juniors. So go check out those. He's uh, he's kicking ass. Um, but yeah, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord as well. Discord's, uh, we're gearing up. It's a bit of a transition for all of us. We're all Slack guys through and through, but we're trying to get, you know, a bit used to the Discord here. I'm sure once the season gets pretty close, it'll be popping off. So get your ass in the Discord. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a rough transition to Discord. I think just because partially it was the end of the season, off season, we're transitioning. But come, come uh, regular season, maybe even preseason, we'll be in there firing off some live bets, firing off some stuff back and forth. So make sure you get in, get in ahead of the game. I know Discord is much more popular nowadays, but with the kids, I believe. So sg.pn slash Discord. And make sure you uh, subscribe to, to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, where I'll be listening to your podcast. We'll be uh, recording more often now, hopefully, after a month or so off. So ramping up back up for the season. Make sure you guys give us a follow and a rating and review. All right. We're going to kick things off here, guys. We're going to jump into a little bit of news. This one just broke today, actually. This team's been pretty hot in the offseason, and no pun intended here. They've had some downs, but they've turned those downs into a couple ups. You know what I'm saying? It's the uh, the Calgary fucking Flames. I forgot that Calgary was a city for a second. You can tell we're a bit rusty here. Uh, Calgary Flames, though, boys. They've had a hell of a couple weeks, um, especially since we last recorded. But as of today, they finally signed Nazem Kadri from Colorado. He just won a Stanley Cup, came off a career year. Uh, he was on a six-year deal making $4.5 million, which was signed back when he was a Toronto Maple Leaf by Lou Lamorello. Pretty tidy business there. Flames lock him up, though, for seven years, $7 million. Boys, what are your thoughts here? I think this is a good signing there by Calgary. I mean, everyone, I feel like a lot of people had, had assumed, myself included, that he was somehow going to end up going to the Islanders and Lou Lamorello was going to move some money around. But no, he. I mean, he surprisingly went to the Flames. We are recording this just a few hours after he, he uh, signed there. So it was good timing here by us. And the, the Flames are, are going to be a contender once again. I mean, we're talking about the trade they made with Pan- the Panthers after this, but they got rid of everyone's like, okay, Kachuk and Hubert, are they going to be gone? What are they going to do? Or no, Kachuk and Kadro are going to be gone. And then, you know, they they brought in Hubert, they brought in Uyghur. Now they have Kadri signing and they're arguably a better team, maybe not in a better position uh, salary cap wise, but. They are ready to compete. They were last season, and they should be this season. Yeah, the the Flames looked like they were in free fall for a moment there with Goudreau leaving and then Kachuk demanding a trade. Going to Florida, they got a decent return for that, that's for sure. And then Kadri comes in and gets them a secure second-line center and gets some depth in the center position there with uh, Lindholm, Backlund, and Kadri probably fits in the second line. Uh, yeah, he had a career year with the Colorado Avalanche, but of course that was a contract year, so we we, we might not want to expect too much given that fact that uh, he is 31 years old and he'll be turning 32, I think, in January. So uh, 
I don't think that this contract will age well, but in the short term, this is perfectly fine for the Flames. They're going to be just fine uh, going forward in the next few years. But after that, man, they're they're going to be their cupboards are going to be bare. I mean, they got a couple of good prospects and Pelletier and uh, Coronado. He's been lighting it up in the World Juniors before the unfortunate American loss to the Czechs. Shout out to the Czechs. Good job by them. Uh, but Coronado, he, he was one of their best players. So uh, they, they have got, got a couple of prospects, but uh, they don't have any picks left after all these deals. Because uh, uh, as we'll talk in a, in a bit there, they're giving up one of the picks they got from Florida for Kachuk. Uh, but Kadri, he'll be good for a few more years, four years. But I don't think he's going to be the same player after uh, when he's 35 onwards. So uh I mean, they're all they're gearing up. It's like a short-term run for Daryl Sutter, right? Because Sutter's not sticking around for a fucking seven-year run. So they're just gearing up while they have Daryl Sutter and let him do his thing for the next few years. But after that, the Flames would be in trouble. Yeah, man. It's like you said. Like this is this has got to be the definition of win now mode for Calgary. Uh, I saw a tweet. Um, it was by Harmon Dayal. Uh, I was saying Kadri's currently 31 years old, Markstrom's 32, Huberto's 30, Backlund's 33, Tanev's 32, Coleman's 30, Tapoli's 30. This is it. Like you're all you were talking about them losing like picks and stuff. I don't think they give a shit at this point, man. Like this is we're we're going on a heater. We're winning now. Maybe some of that has to do, and this is something I was talking about with a buddy a while ago. Like they're just trying to keep pace with Edmonton, right? Like Edmonton's been on the up a little bit. Obviously, we all thought Calgary was the stronger team last year, but we saw how that all ended up playing out. But if the Oilers are going to be good, man, Calgary has to be good too. It's it's just the Battle of Alberta. One you can't have one without the other. You know, it's like a Jedi Sith thing going on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. Uh, um, <laughs> who's the Jedi? So, who's the Jedi? Who's the? Who's the I don't know. Who, who's whoever the, you want. Who's good and who's? I guess it depends what part of Alberta you're from. Like, if, from an outside point of view, I would say like. I want to say like Edmonton's the Jedi and Calgary's yeah. the Sith. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wants to root for McDavid, right? McDavid's too much of a bitch to be a bad guy. That's what I'm saying. He's a little <laughs> bit of a pussy. Right? Um, all right. Uh, we'll jump down a little bit more stuff on Calgary here. Obviously, uh, the Matthew Kachuk trade to Florida. Uh, that was pretty crazy. That caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, he was traded for Jonathan Huberdeau and defenseman Mackenzie Weger. Uh, Huberdeau proceeded to go and sign a seven-year, $10.5 million extension in Calgary. That's the biggest part of this deal, man. Like, if you had a trade Kachuk for Huberdeau and Weger and they both had a walk after this season, that's a tough look. But the fact that you locked in Huberdeau for seven years at 10.5 is pretty special. Um, it technically was a sign-and-trade, too. I believe Kachuk actually signed his contract before he was dealt to Florida. So it kind of works out for both teams there. Uh, I don't know, boys. Any thought? Who do you think won this trade? If you had to make a had to make a pick, it, it was a sign in trade there because Kachuk did sign for the extra eighth year, nine and a half million a year, which you know is a good price for Kachuk there. Good, good, uh, good, good payday for him. I mean, initially without the extension for Huberto, I, I thought it was kind of a, a short sighted move. But getting Huberto there, having Uyghur, I mean, I forgot how good Rasmus Anderson was. Noah Hannafin, they have a good defensive core. Adding Uyghur to that adding Huberto and now adding Kadri. I mean, looking at their offseason as a whole, it's definitely even if if not a positive, but just just even that trade, looking at that those two those three players, they got arguably you could say Huberto is better than Kachuk. I'm not sure if you're gonna look at what metrics you're gonna look at there, but they're they're, they're comparable. I mean Kachuk's definitely a grittier player. He'll get under player skin, but Huberto is a great passer. He's a good good playmaker. Maybe that's what they need there for the guys guys in Calgary. So I think it was a, a good trade for Calgary. And we'll get into that more more in this episode. And we're getting into more about what exactly Florida might be doing uh, there as well. 
those metrics you reference will say that Kachuk is a better player just because of what he provides on the back end. Uh, Huberto is an awesome player as well, though, but uh, the defense of Mackenzie Weger just pushes over the edge. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that the Flames mm-hmm. were able to get this much for a guy who demanded a trade. Uh, it's just it reeks of desperation by Florida here. They know they're also in a, a short-term window of their own, you know, giving up so many picks. Uh, they're going all in, and I don't think it's the right move for them. <clears throat> So I, I don't like it by the Panthers. I like it more for the Flames, though. They, it's just both teams going all in. So I, I give a, a better grade here for the Flames. Uh, but uh, both teams should be good again. But the Panthers will definitely not uh, be the same quality team they had last year. Uh, Kachuk might give them a bit more a bit more physicality in the playoffs and so forth. But uh, for the regular season, no. they they I doubt they win the, the East or the, the President's Trophy again. So... Uh, yeah, I think this is a win for the Flames here, considering Kachuk wanted to leave Calgary and they still managed to get this uh, massive return for him. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Have you guys heard of Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. They also provide player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather so bettors can make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records for all your games and betting activity. Odds Tracker is great for handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player stats, key game stats, weather, and it allows you to track your bets by sport and to track all your betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader is the number one site for all your game day bets. Yeah, I think this is like strictly a playoff mood speaking for the Florida Panthers. Like Joel, you touched on it. Arguably, they got worse as a team by losing Mackenzie Weger and uh, Johnny Goudreau. Maybe they had an inside track, and for a reason, they thought maybe Weger didn't want to resign. Who knows? That's all pure speculation. Obviously, everybody knows that uh, Huberto wanted to stick around in Florida. Um, but yeah, this is you can look at some of the hoopla around the Florida team at the end of the playoff run they had there was that they they got bullied by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, I'll tell you what, not too many people are going to be out there bullying Matthew Kachuk. So this does work for Florida and it works for Calgary because they arguably got better as well for trading away an asset that like Ryan touched on too, uh was definitely not going to be sticking around for the long haul in Calgary. So I, I hate to say the term. It's a good hockey trade. Obviously, if you're just looking optically at it, Calgary definitely came out as the winner of this trade. I think there's a prospect in there as well. Um, but yeah, man, it, it kind of works for both teams. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, fuck yeah, good on it, man. Calgary is, like I said at the beginning here, where they came from absolute, I don't want to say absolutely nothing, but losing Johnny Gaudreau for nothing and being forced to move Matthew Gachuk, they end up bringing in Mackenzie Weger, Jonathan Huberdeau, and uh, Nassim Kadri. Pretty good replacements, man, so you can't argue with that. Um, boys, that's pretty much it for uh, Calgary. Unless you guys had anything you wanted to add on here. Um, I wanted to just 
touch on Florida here because I'm looking at their cap friendly page. I didn't realize just how young that team is. I guess because they're Barkov is 26. Ekblad, he feels like he's been in the year for league for 10 years. He's 26. Kachuk's 24. Sam Bennett, 26. Uh, Anton Landell is only 20. He had 44 points last year. Lusterine in 23. Declare if he can keep going. I mean, it looks like the the Flames are going for the win now, and the Panthers are maybe looking in their division. You know, Tampa's falling off. Boston's going to fall off, and Florida is going to be competing with Toronto in the in the up and comers. There, we'll see what happens with Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa. But Florida can be a top two or three team in this division for like the next five years easily. So, a good hockey trade, like you said, Talon. But I feel like for the for the short term, it's it's a good move for the Flames. That's true. They also have Spencer Knight coming in. He's only twenty. Yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. that too. He's good. It's good for the teams to Frosty. They're going to grow together, right? Like once those young guys hit maybe mid twenties, late twenties, or stuff, they could be a serious contender. Not to say that they weren't already, but yeah, that's a good point. All right, boys, um, we'll touch on this quickly because this one's right here in the notes, so we're going to throw it in here. There's a couple, there's still, especially after the cadre signing here, there's still a couple uh, unsigned uh, UFAs humming around here. Most notably, of course, on the list, maybe the Talon Jenkins <laughs> special UFA list here. 34-year-old superstar Phil Castle was with Arizona last year, still unsigned, coming off an eight-year, $8 million uh, contract signing. Um, still fucking available, man. Do you, what do you guys think? you have any thoughts on thoughts on where Phil's going to go? Jolie, what do you think? <laughs> yes, me, for you. Know, I have zero interest in Phil fucking Kessler. Why not, this bro? This guy's still sick. He's going to put Penguins, up like at least 25 no, goals. No, he's, he's a power play specialist. And that's literally it. He's got zero defense, <laughs> and zero five on five play. He's just a power play specialist at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe you signed with the Blues. They kind of like those kind of players. But, uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, who wants Kessel at this point. Uh, somebody needs help on the power play. That's literally all I have to say about this because he has nothing else going for him at this point. I mean, I love him. He's a, he's a great personality, great character, but uh, uh, his best days are way behind him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw some somebody tweeted out that the Oilers' primary plan is Patrick Kane if they can trade for him. And the backup plan would be Phil Kessel, which is definitely quite the step down from Patrick Kane, but another good American uh, goal scorer there if Edmonton's looking to add him. Yeah, maybe Phil Kessel can just set up on the power play, let, McD- let McDavid like skate around the zone, and just Kessel get some open space for, for this shot. But yeah, he'll be a, a third-line, fourth-line power play specialist at this point. He's like, he's basically Mike Hoffman, except he won't sleep with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Not much story about Phil's personal life, so maybe he will. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I keep thinking, and I was looking today, like, why not? If I'm the Flames, fuck it. They got $2.1 million left in cap space. Just throw it at Phil. Get some offensive depth. Throw him on a you know a power play unit, like you said, or even a second-line power play, whatever. Like, the guy's still got a shot, man. You're obviously the first thing to go are your legs, but you never lose that shot. And so if you get him streaking down the wing there, you know, Phil Castle can beat you over the shoulder. He's made a career out of it, so... I don't know. I if I'm anybody, I'm looking for that for Flames. But if you can get it for get him for a one year deal, remotely cheap, any team would be uh, should be happy to have him as long as you can afford it. All right, boys, that pretty much covers it. Uh, we'll be talking a couple more news coming up in uh, future episodes. But we're doing here, we're doing our uh, our conference breaks breakdowns. So we're gonna start things off with the uh, Western Conference here. Um, obviously, we're gonna touch on. We'll, we'll go through all uh, eight teams or sixteen teams rather in the actual West um we'll touch on their uh their conference winning odds as well as their playoff winning odds so we'll jump into that right now kicking things off at the start we got the colorado avalanche 
Uh, they are heavy favorites, I should say. They're paying off plus 170 to win the conference, as well as a plus 380 to win the cup and go back to back. Boys, what do you think about Colorado? Yeah, Colorado is, is going to be the favorite here for good reason. Their only really key losses were Kadri, who we just talked about, but also Burakovsky, who, you know, they were without him in throughout some of the playoffs and they did okay. But I mean, he's, he's a middle six, good, probably second line winger. They lost, they lost Kadri. And, and the big thing for them is going to be goaltending because they got rid of Kemper who, you know, he kind of battled through eye injuries to win the Stanley cup, but they, they got Gorgiev from the Rangers who hasn't shown that he can be a starting goalie. And they got someone else that, that I'm sure Joel knows who it is. That's going to be a, a decent backup for him to kind of compete with him. But yeah, the Avs, they have McKinnon, they have McCarr, who might be the best player in the league right now. So they're going to be the favorites for, for good reason. I don't know if I would bet them right now. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of cold streak during the season. Maybe another team's going to get hot, so they'll, they'll, their odds will go up. But Colorado's going to be definitely a team to watch this coming year. Yes, it'll be Pavel Francouz, one of the best backups in the league, oh, yeah. competing for him with uh, Georgiev there. He's the... Drunkest guy there, right? I was going to say, Stanley drunkest Cup. backup in the league. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Swiss know how to party, or I think he's Czech actually, but uh, same kind of thing. Uh, anyway, yeah, this, this, uh, I've, I said in the last couple of pods here doing the futures that uh, you, you don't want to be betting these numbers here. I mean, plus 380 to win the cup, plus 170 to win the Western Conference. You're going to find better numbers during the season 90% of the time. Uh, this isn't the time. I mean, last year, too, like I got better numbers on the avalanche after a couple months in, after a few injuries, after a few losses. Other teams started to do well, like the Panthers and so forth. The Panthers might have been favored over the avalanche at one point. So uh, that's the time to get in. Uh, of course, after winning the cup, you know, these guys are going to be a little bit complacent going into the season. Uh, so I, I like the avalanche here. Mid-season, that's what I'm looking to bet them. Of course, I got to bet them. Big fucking ass fan here. Uh, but at this point, there's no fucking way I'm going to be betting that plus 170 to win the Western Conference or plus 380 for the uh, the cup. I mean, you're going to find better better numbers in the season. And that way, too, you're protected against injuries. Like, uh, Nakar could go down. I could lose Devon Taves. You could lose McKinn. Anything can happen. So uh, you don't want to be holding a plus 380 ticket when that happens. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend you do not bet that right now. Uh, especially when some other teams are in the rise we're going to talk about later on. Uh, what else do I have to say here? Oh, yeah, I mean, another, another positive, though, for the Avs is that they kept the same crew together for the most part, obviously losing Kadri Hurts, but uh, we didn't have Josh Mavs in the whole year last year. We didn't have Arturi Lekin in the whole year last year. I think that compensates for the loss of Kadri mm-hmm. and uh, Burkowski. Burkowski, I love him. He's, he's got a, a sniper shot, but uh, awful defensively and uh, very streaky scoring-wise. So, uh, Manson and Lekkonen and some of the depth guys and Cogliano too. He's a great guy in the locker room. So look for the Avs to just continue to uh, dominate the West here. But uh, you'll find a better number in season if you want to bet him for the Cup or Conference. Yeah, I uh, obviously Colorado have to be the hands-on favorite, man. Um, you know, you guys touched on there's maybe a couple questions in net there with the departure of Darcy Kemper. I always like Gorgiev, though, man. It's going to be interesting to see him get a shot as a starter. Uh, he kind of got lost in, I shouldn't say lost in the shuffle because he was a backup, but kind of got lost a little bit behind the success that Shosturkin had last year in New York. So it'd be kind of good for him to have a nice fresh start and see if uh, if he can kind of take the number one role from uh, Pavel Francouz. Um Jesus. Francois, I, I can't get fuck every time, eh? Like, Francois, Francois, Francois. <laughs> Francois. 
he's not Swiss. Notes... Okay, he's not French. He's Czech. <laughs> okay, the thing noticeable for me about Colorado is I think they still got like 3.9 in available cap space. So what do you do with that if you're Joe Sackick? Do you hold on to it for the trade deadline? Maybe you can get an acquisition. You got a couple extra dollars that you can use on that. Um, there's still some notable uh, UFAs out there like we talked about, man. If they were to bring in like a Sonny Milano or a Sam Steele, like there's a... There's some options there to help give them some more forward depth. Obviously, they did have a couple losses this year with uh, Nicholas Abe Kubel, Burakovsky, like you talked about, as well as Kadri. So maybe adding a depth forward with some skill, like I said, like a Sunny Milano wouldn't be the worst thing available for Colorado. But at uh, at these odds, Joel said it too, you could probably get them better as the season go. But uh, man, these, these guys are the favorites, hands down. I got to say a couple more things because uh, I, I can't. Uh, go on without objecting to Sonny Milano and Sam Steele to uh, <laughs> the Habs need a second line center man. Unless you're going to roll out Ranson in there and then make a second line of that, which could work okay. It was okay when Kadri's injured, but uh, I don't like that going forward long term. But uh, those guys, yeah, depth signing. But the, uh, I mean, we might push Alex Newhook up there. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I, I, I trust in Joe Saka to figure that part out. Uh, one more thing on Georgiev, too, is that uh, he doesn't like to be a backup. He didn't want to be the backup and just and just dominated that position. So, obviously, he couldn't be anything but a backup. So, uh, we saw some personality issues come out there. But uh, hopefully, now that he gets some trust in him and he can take over for a team for the the first time, really. And, uh, and, and Georg, I mean, we won the cup with uh, Kemper being like a 900 goaltender. He, he, was, he wasn't great. And uh, as long as we get average goaltending, we can do the same thing again. So, uh, Georgiev is a, a very low bar to uh, leap across. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think if uh, I think if the Avs sign any of the free agents out there, I, I didn't realize Evan Rodriguez is still a free agent. He's, I mean, he wasn't yes, great yes, until... a lot of buzz around him. But but he'd be... and I mean, he could fill second-line center, definitely third-line center. Paul Stasny's probably too old there, but also player to watch for the Avs this year that's going to just kill me. Bo Byram, he's, he was incredible in the playoffs. He's gonna, he's gonna be another great defenseman, and even better the, in the fucking parade. Man, he's the drunkest guy there, <laughs> even more than the fucking back of goalie. Uh, no, Erod e- is another uh guy that Avs fans been talking about. And I love Paul Stasny, honestly. I, I like him to get a shot there in the second CA for a cheap deal, but I don't think that'll happen. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans in their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to different fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And now, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official Sports Gambling Podcast Network NFL Survivor Contest. Make sure you hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store is going to the winner. So make sure you sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. For Run Your Pool, the home of competition, it's where you can get every sort of gaming under the sun. Make sure to join us there at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, 
you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under game on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, we'll move on down to Edmonton Oilers here. Uh, they are second projected to actually uh, be the best in the West here with them winning the conference at plus 600 to win the actual Stanley Cup, plus 1,600. Not a bad look on the Oilers here. Obviously, they got the best player in the world, Connor McDavid, uh, another top three to top five best player in the world as well with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, notable, notable departures for them were Zach Cassian, thank God, uh, and Josh Archibald. They did bring in Jack Campbell in net to help kind of solidify. Obviously, they lost both uh, Koskinen and Smith. Um, so, yeah, boys, what are your thoughts on uh, Edmonton there? Yeah. Every time we talk about Edmonton, it's like, okay, we know their offense is good. They have McDavid. They have Dreisaitl. They have, you know, Nugent Hopkins even. They, they have Talon's boy, uh, Zach Hyman there scoring goals. And it's their defensive goaltending that, that they always have to improve. And you know what? They went out and hopefully improved their goaltending there with Jack Campbell. That'll be remains to be seen how he can hold up in front of or behind a defense like this. I, I don't understand why they kept Evander Kane on a on a four year deal there at five million rather than going after someone like I know these guys aren't like great defensively, but Brent Burns was available via trade for for not that much. Uh, John Klingberg signed a, a one-year deal with Anaheim for $7 million. Like, Could they just get someone like that or even just a, a second-pair guy? So that Cody Cece isn't their third-highest-paid defenseman. So Tyson Berry, who can't play defense, is basically who they're relying on b- behind Darnell Nurse. So Edmonton's they're, they're going to be good. They have Connor McDavid. They have Leon Dreisaitl. They have two of the best players in the world. But it's it's more than, more than a two-player game, even with improved goaltending. They're, they're going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to probably compete there with the Flames for the division. But like with the Avalanche, I, I can't put them at 6-1 to one to, win, to win the West right now or 16-1 to one to win the Cup. I feel like there's going to be some sort of law where, you know, McDavid goes on a five-game goal drought and Edmonton loses 10 in a row. Or not 10 in a row, not, not the Flyers, but like five out of seven, something like that. And then you'll be able to get a better price on them. But Edmonton is... They're always going to be a team to watch there with McDavid. It's just a matter of improving their defense, and hopefully Campbell can hold up. Yeah, you're right about that uh, that streakiness of the Oilers, especially given the goaltending. I don't think that Jack Campbell adds anything more to the consistency of the position than uh, Mike Smith or... Right, come uh, on. G- give him some Austin credit. Did. No, he, he was one of the best goalies in the first uh, third of the season last year, but then he totally fell off. He's one of the worst goalies in the thir- second third, so... Yeah, he's totally inconsistent, Jack Campbell. Uh, Mike Smith was actually a better goalie in the end, uh, if you if you look at all the numbers. But uh, he's got the higher higher ceiling, that's for sure. Jack Campbell at his best will be a, a, a great goalie in this league, but they, they, he's got some <laughs> mental issues. He's, he's got to figure things out in the head. And if he does so, then the Oilers will have uh, some stability at the back. 
Yeah, but more concerning is their their lack of uh, defense there. You mentioned John Klingberg. I don't think that he's anything more than a, a, a better version of Tyson Berry. So that's not what they're looking for. They needed something like, uh, uh, like a Hampus Lindholm, something like that mm-hmm. to uh, to back them up there. I mean, Darnell Nurse, is, is he had some struggles there. Obviously, he was injured in the playoffs, but he's getting paid way too much. Uh, that's just a... Same kind of thing with the Leafs, right? They just they pay they pay these guys lots of money and uh, they they underperform for the most part. Uh, but I, I still that said, I like the Oilers. I, they're a great offensive team, and I think they're going to score a lot of goals here. And I think they compete for the division. I mean, I, I I'm waiting to bet them to win the division. That's that's what I'll, that's the bet I like. Uh, now that the Flames got Kadri, maybe I'll get a better number on that. Uh, yeah, because I don't like Vegas Flames are still a mystery who knows how those new guys gel but uh oilers to win the division be the bet i'm looking at so far i hope it gets a three to one and if not i'll just be winning in season for it to get that far and uh yeah it, just bet this team like the abs like when they're in a down slump and uh, if you could pinpoint like when they'll turn it around that that's the the entry point here for the oilers yeah, I mean, they, uh, they turned a lot of heads for sure, like especially their playoff run that we talked about a little bit earlier, most importantly beating Calgary out and then uh, making it to the semis, which is definitely pretty big. And it gives more guys, or guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisau just that much more experience, right? Um, what Ryan said, though, the biggest if on this team in question mark is their defense. It's looking a little shaky back there. Like you touched on with guys like Tyson Berry, Cody Ceci, um, even Darnell Nurse, Great defenseman. Uh, you can't do it by himself, right? Nobody can in this league. So uh, a little questionable with the Oilers there. The goaltending situation will be interesting to see how it plays out. Jack Campbell, when he's on, he's on, man. But when he's off, he's off. So how do you make that happen from a productive point of view, right? Like you have to make him on more than he's off. As stupid as that fucking sounds. But but it's true. That's what you got to do. Like he, Joel touched on it. We, he was one of the best goalies in the first, you know, one third of the season last year. He made the all-star team. And then after that, he just played like a fucking sack of potatoes. So uh, there's no there's no arguing it. Maybe. But that, to be told, that was his first year as a starter. So maybe the Oilers are willing to take a gamble on him, man. And the goaltending market was a little slim this year. So, uh, yeah, they got their guy. They think Jack's their guy. And there's worse. Uh, there's definitely worse goalies you could have got. I'll tell you that. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like this, though. Or at least to win the conference. If it's not going to be Colorado. I want to say Edmonton probably has the best chance, uh, and the odds show that as well. Maybe Calgary. We'll touch on that in a bit. But so if I was to play this, I definitely I don't. Maybe I'm just a dick. I don't see Edmonton winning the Cup next year, but I don't hate plus six hundred on them to win the conference. I completely forgot about Oscar Kleffbaum, and I was going to ask what's going on with him, but it looks like his career is probably over based off what uh, Ken Holland said, uh, back in June. So that, that's kind of a, a tough break for him and also for the Oilers. Cause he, I mean, he's, he was 20, he's 29 now, but he looked like he'd be a solid top pair guy, at least on the power play had a big shot. So, you know, it's, there's, if they were counting on him a little bit, that, that still sucks, but they have to, they have to bulk up their defense somehow. Mm, agreed. Uh, all right, we'll jump down to Calgary here. We just talked about them. They're paying off plus 700 to win the conference as well as plus 1800 to win the cup. Uh, boys, I'm a lot more bull- bullish on Calgary now than I was a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I do like the Flames, man. I'll, I'm definitely going to be on them plus 700 to win the conference. Maybe everything just kind of falls into place for this team. They have the coaching. They have the goaltending. Arguably one of the top three defensive teams in the league when you go on paper. Uh, and the offense is definitely there. And obviously there's a mentality like we talked about earlier. It's fucking do or die mode for the Flames here. So I do like them for plus 700 to uh, to win the conference. 
I mean, yeah, we talked about the Flames here in the early going, and this is, they have a very, very short window here to deal with. I mean, Jacob Markstrom is going to be their guy in that. He's already 32. He's under contract through 2026. Uh, their, their defensemen are, are on the younger side, but it's going to come down to to Kadri still performing at a at a level that he did close to in his contract season. It's going to come down to Huberdeau being able to kind of figure it out there in Calgary and, and gel with whatever line mates he ends up trying to play with. Because whoever he starts the season with doesn't necessarily mean he'll uh, end the season with or even be with for more than a few weeks because they have a, a few different centers, a few different wingers there they can try out with him. Tyler Toffoli was a good addition for them. So Calgary, I think we're starting getting getting into the range of, of, of teams that we can realistically say, okay, at 7-1, to one, Calgary to win the West is something I can kind of get behind. I actually placed a few small free bets on the Flames to win the Cup immediately after the Cadre signing. So I feel like they have a great, good as chance as anybody in the Western Conference besides the Avs pretty much. With Markstrom, he, he, can, he can shut out teams. He can win games. But it's going to come down to... Can these, as Joel said before, can these players kind of gel together? Can they figure it out? Can they find that style of play where they're going to be successful? And it may take a while to get there. So as much as I do believe in the Flames being one of the top teams in the West, as we're saying with all these these top teams, you know, it might be worth waiting, seeing how they start the first month or two. If they start out slow, you know, they still have that foundation of players. They still have the talent as long as there's no major long-term injuries, you know, wait for those odds to dip. You can't do that for every team. I mean, we're starting out saying that for these top three, but I would take the Flames right now, but I wouldn't hate waiting on them. So one thing I've been doing to keep myself busy during the offseason is creating these uh, complex power ratings, which has taken up uh, hours of my evenings, but it's been uh, more worth it than sitting in the sun or watching fucking boring-ass baseball. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and uh, what I produced is 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 a fairly accurate, at least so far as I can tell, uh, based on the odds of last season, is a is a little bit of a nice uh, power ratings here uh, vis-a-vis each team. And the Flames actually grayed out as the third best defensive group in the West. Uh, we'll talk about the second team in the West uh, in a little bit here. But the Flames coming in third here, which is a bit surprising to me, considering uh, they don't have any... Really stand out star players that you talk a lot about, but Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, you got Mackenzie Bigger in there now, Oscar Shillington. These guys are studs and they've got depth all down the defensive lineup and uh, on offense too. They've got depth all over the place now. So I'm I'm erratically changing my mind about this Flames team. Uh, um, I don't like them. I from a fan standpoint, I do not like the Flames, but from uh, an objective standpoint, I can't help but admit that I'm a bit higher on this team than than market is. Uh, so it, yeah, look for these Flames to uh, button teams down. Like uh, we we got we got Marks Marnette, of course. Again, uh, he, I expect him to have a as good of a season as he did last year, best in the finalist, of course. And uh, the defense just got even better with Weger. Like. I'm pretty sure I remember myself saying that the Flames' defense was a weak spot in the offseason pods last year, but that is not the case. Uh, these guys definitely performed better than I expected, and they'll be even better this year. So, uh, And with Daryl Sutter at the helm, he, he's going to keep continue to mold this team. I'm looking for unders in Flames games, but uh, yeah, like Brian said, we, we can't bet them at these low numbers yet. Uh, typically in the offseason, like I've said a million times, a million fucking times, you bet the 
the teams that are at the bottom of the odds list. You don't put them at the top because you're going to get better odds during the season at some point, uh, unless you have um, some kind of information or if you're really high on a team. Like uh, we'll get to in the East, maybe with uh, a certain team. But yeah, yeah, Flames look for them in the midseason. Um, I think it's the the Pacific is between the Oilers and the Flames, and I'm sure we'll get that to in a later part as well. But uh, yeah, the Flames defense all over that shit. Markstrom's gonna be awesome. And uh, Kadri, he provides <laughs> that uh, that irritation and aggressiveness that they lost with Chuck too. So uh, yeah, I'm unfortunately high on the Flames. Yeah, you said the Flames don't have really any superstars on defense. You look at, but they don't have anyone bad. Like I mean, you named four guys exactly. that are great top depth. four defensemen. They have great depth. I, I was curious, did have you factored in the Kadri signing to your power ratings yet? I did. I did. Just how much? That. How much? <laughs> how much did that shift them? Shift them up? Uh, that shift them up uh, above the Oilers. Actually, they were below the Oilers before. So, uh, okay. right now, let's see here. Overall, I have them at uh, sixth team in the league power rating. So they are fucking feisty. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I have a few teams. I got it. Like these are just this is raw numbers so far. I mean, I got to make a little adjustments. Like I think I have the Capitals too far rated for some reason. Um, Penguins a little too high up. And the wild way too high up. Uh, he's got to work on his yeah. algorithm, mate. Eh? Work on he's, the algorithm. He, he's going in. Just... He's going in raw right now, but you got to use protection before you make those bets. <laughs> uh, do you though? <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep yeah. things rolling That's here, boys. Uh, we'll we'll dive. We'll be uh, we'll be referencing Joel's power rankings. Uh, more to come in future episodes. So stick around to hear more about that. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move on down here. Talent, you, you didn't what? give your thoughts. Did I you? gave my thoughts at the beginning. I went on a little tangent there. Uh, right. Flames, Flames are going to be good. I like the Flames. I told. I, that's what I said. I like them a plus seven hundred to win the uh, to win the conference. So I'm All definitely right, going to yes. be on. If you like a good cup of Joe in the morning, you're going to love Trade Coffee. They have expert tasted coffee. Trade's Coffee's team actually tastes has thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's has a first match guarantee. Trade is so confident that they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Hindsight's 2020, and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can, with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instant... Inst- Hindsight is 2020, and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash? Now you can, with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they needed with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E, 
Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Um, all right, we'll head on down here. Keep things on the rails here. We're going over to the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota to win the conference at plus one eight fifty. Minnesota or Min- Minnesota? <laughs> I wish they're going to be Minnesota. Oh, I don't God. think they are. Minnesota's <laughs> plus no. nineteen hundred. Uh, or sorry, yeah, plus nineteen hundred to win the actual Stanley Cup. Boys, this is a. I, I don't know why the Wild are at this particular position, ranked fourth uh, for Vegas in the West. Um, look at the part of it comes down to the cap recapture penalties they had due to the Parise and the Sutter contracts. And they got about $10 million in dead cap space. That's fucked. Uh, the key additions for this year were goaltender Philip Gustafson from Ottawa, as well as they did re-sign Marc-Andre Fleury. So they are pretty solid in the goaltending position. Gustafson's a pretty good goalie, man. Uh, if you're a Sens fan or you watch a lot of games in the East, uh, you'll have seen him play a bit last year. He was pretty decent. And, of course, Fleury. But look at their losses, man. Like Nick Bugstrag, Jordy Ben, uh, Nicholas, uh, what, I didn't even say that. Des Laurier, the Flyers' new superstar. Oh, there you go. Ryan will tell you all about him. Uh, Kevin Fiala, that's a big loss, as well as uh, backup goalie Cam Talbot. Um, Yeah, this is tough, dude. Like To me, I wouldn't touch either of these with a 10-foot pole. I think Minnesota's going to struggle this year. They'll they'll have... They got a couple players that are great, obviously. I think of Caprice, I'll think of your Matt Dumba's, your Fleury's, etc. But, like, uh, that's not enough to get it done, man. That 10 mil dead cap, that's going to hurt them for the next couple years. Maybe if they go on a heater, live bet them for games or maybe on, you know, uh, puck lines on the positive, whatever it might be. But uh, as far as futures go, and I am staying the fuck clear of Minnesota. Yeah, the Wild almost kind of seem like a, a, a light version of the Flames team. You know, the Flames are, are like a real candle and the Wild are like one of those electric candles you can kind of switch on and off there. There's no real. I mean, they have Kaprizov. He's a superstar. But outside of him. It's just a lot of solid guys that that play their role well. It's going to be relying on Flurry. He's 37. He has two years left in his contract. Like I said, Talon Gustafson, I think, is better than most people give him credit for. So he can be a solid backup, maybe even a solid 1B if Flurry can only be a 1A. And then the Wild, I mean, there's nothing really spectacular there going on. Ryan Hartman, who was a third, fourth line on the Flyers, is projected to be their first, second-line center. With good wingers, he can do that. I mean, he had a great season last year. I don't know if he has the talent to keep that up. But looking at, like, their third line is Boldy, Goudreau, Jost. That, that's fine. I mean, they have decent depth. They're they're going to grind out games. But I, I don't see him here being the fourth best team in the West. I, I could see, I definitely like the next team we're talking about more than them. Possibly even the one after them, too. Because the Wild, it's... They're a team that should be kind of working their way up the standings and surprising you. They shouldn't be a team that's going to be okay coming into the season with these expectations. Can they live, live up to them? Because they're not going to. So I would definitely stay away from the Wild. And then maybe, I don't even know if I would look to bet them during the season unless they have some sort of magical start and then kind of fall off and, and go and you kind of hit that dip. But I feel like the Wild, they're a team I like, but... Vegas likes them a lot more than I do. I am going to have to stay away. So unfortunately, I have the Wild narrowly rated a 
above the flames, what? which is surprising to me. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yes. And it comes down to the sheer depth of their team. I mean, uh, their rookie last year, uh, Boldy, is one of the best wingers in the league, apparently. Um, so look for him to break out. Maybe, uh, I don't know if he played enough games. I no, he must have played enough games, but so he's not a rookie anymore. But uh, look for Boldy to have a good year fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got Matt Zuccarello still playing at a great, great level. Kaprizov is one of the best wingers in the league. Ryan Hartman played outstandingly well offensively. Uh, and Joel Erickson that consistent as always. I mean, these guys. The problem with them last year was that they they gave up these big leads and they always had to fight to come back. So I wonder if that has a an effect on these these grades like the the war, the guard, all that shit I'm looking at. Uh, so I, I had to downgrade them a little bit, but even above <laughs> the flames. Uh, but <laughs> we'll have to see how Flurry does. That could knock him down a bit because the mm-hmm. the biggest thing with my with the biggest thing I had a problem with was the the goalie ratings. I'm I'm a terrible goalie. Um, a judge, I guess. I'll have to get Talon's ratings on these goalies to uh, have a more correct uh, judgment of these teams. But uh, yeah, I'm high on the wild, unfortunately. But the Vegas is as well. So uh, again, once again, I do not have a bet here at only plus 850 from the West, given the quality of the Avalanche, given the uh, the high ceiling of the Oilers and the elite defense of the Flames and uh, the total unknown of how Flurry performs uh, with the Wild. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad in his limited sample size there, but uh, he wasn't exactly uh, letting the world on fire with the block crush before that. So he's going to be old now, up 38, 39, something like that. Yeah, again, a team we can't bet at this point, uh, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, look, look, look for them to bet. Look to bet this team in game. Again, that's what mm-hmm. we were doing last season. They, they go down a couple of goals and they come back and score a bunch. So, uh, live bet overs, live bet the wild in game. All right, moving along here, we'll jump down to the Vegas Golden Knights. They're sitting at a uh, plus 1,000 to win the conference as well as plus 2,000 to win the playoffs. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Vegas here, bud? Uh, my thoughts are I'm still pulling up their their depth chart and their cap friendly page. So, but, <laughs> but off the top of my head though, they, they gave away Patrick for nothing. I think Patrick hurt, so he'll miss some time. Um, I saw Robin Patch Leonard. Ready. He's gone, bro. No, yeah, that's what, he, that's I, I what just, he's saying. I just said he's gone. Joel, are you listening? <laughs> talking about the Knights here, nothing with the Hurricanes. No, I, exactly. <laughs> the, the Golden Knights lost him. They they gave him him away You're for nothing. Me. It doesn't take much. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> is Robin Lanner after the season? Isn't that he's done? He's done. They don't have a goal. Yeah. So fuck. they have Logan Thompson, Lauren Brissois. I don't know if they're going to go after someone like uh, John Gibson. I don't know who else is out there on the How goal. How are they going to pay him? They're, they'll trade away, give away some other player. Who the fuck knows? But I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are—they're a team I like. They're a team I like to bet live. They're a team that can go down and then score goals in bunches. They're great to bet overs on, and I mean, I, I tend to want to win the win the conference, twenty to one, win the cup. I don't hate it. I think Jack Eichel is is going to be have a great season there. Or if he, the, the best bet here for the Golden Knights, as I think Joe and I was, talk, was talking about, possibly back in Slack, possibly that long ago, is if you got if you like the Golden Knights to to do all the season, take Jack Eichel to win the Hart Trophy. It was at 50 to 1 when I first noticed it. It's probably still even that high, 30, 35 to 1, something like that. If the, if the Vegas Golden Knights 
even make the playoffs, it's going to be on the back of, of Jack Eichel. He, he was amazing in Buffalo. He finally has some wingers that can play with him if Mark Stone can stay healthy. Chandler Stevenson can can kind of play a bit. They got Marshall So Carlson Smith. They still have some players to play with him. And their defense is good. Theodore, Petrangelo, McNabb, Martinez, they have a good – they have a superstar there, Petrangelo, as well as depth defensemen. So – they're going to be a team that plays strong defense. It's going to come down to their goaltending, but if they if they play well, it's going to be on Jack Eichel. I think Jack Eichel to win the heart. It would be the best bet around this team, but I don't hate them to to win the West at ten to one or the Cup at twenty to one. That's what five percent, and I I can see definitely more than that. Uh, I'm not that high on the Knights, but uh, I did like that Eichel bet. I mean, if the Knights are going to be good, it's going to be because they have a first line center for once. Uh, Jack Eichel is the uh, big mystery here, and he's got a high variance. Uh, it's a, a long tail to the Hart Trophy, as they say. There's a lot of opportunities to get it. Um, yeah, the, the, this team does not have much going on from many more, especially defensively. Petrano's getting older. Uh, we have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alec Martinez is getting older, too. Shea Theodore is actually uh, was the best graded defenseman last year, especially offensively. I mean, he's terrible defensively, but... He's a he's a pillar on the offensive side. So uh, yeah, look for the overs in this team. But once again, I have no bet for this team going forward because I do not trust what they have going on. They were a better team on paper last year, and they had all this injury luck. So if they have the same team together, I would be betting them. But they do not. Losing Pacioretty and uh, the total mystery of Iko, and um, obviously losing Leonard too is a big. Uh, big obstacle for this team. So, uh, yeah, out of the Knights here. Um, they're they're a middling team here, slightly above average. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't see any value in these numbers here. All right, boys. I wasn't right about a lot of stuff last year. I'll tell you that. I'll be the first <laughs> one to admit it. All right. But there was one thing that I was very much so right about last year. Your boy predicted. The Vegas Golden Knights to miss the playoffs. What did they do? They missed the fucking playoffs. Dare I do it? Dare I double down? I'm fucking doubling down. This team doesn't have a goalie. They don't have enough money to go out and get a goalie. Fuck that. This team's not making the playoffs. I What you guys said makes total sense. If they do go on a bit of a heater, they make the playoffs, they have a run, it's solely going to be on the back of Jack Eichel. That's it, man. Like, Shea Theodore had a brilliant year last year. Obviously, a couple of players in Vegas did. But, like, this team doesn't have a goalie. They got no money to do anything. Uh, their colors are starting to kind of run a little run a little thin, you know, if that's what I'm saying. Like, it's getting a little tough here for Vegas, for Vegas fans as well. Uh, they've lost a bit of momentum in the actual city with the Raiders actually coming to Vegas. So they're not the only team. They're not that golden, shiny new toy they used to be. And a plus 1,000 to win the actual conference, plus 2,000 to win the playoffs. Should I wish I could get odds for them to not make the playoffs, and I would be all over that. I, I don't think I, I would love to 240. know what those were. Plus 240? Yeah, plus 240. To miss the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take that just for shits, just because I can. I don't think Vegas is making the playoffs again, man. That, it, it comes down to goaltending. I know, like, obviously Colorado did okay and won Stanley Cup with Darcy Kemper, but, like, this isn't the same scenario, man. Like, you need a fucking goalie, or at least somebody tangible to stop pucks in the net here. So I'm I'm very much so against Vegas this year. 
All right, we'll keep things moving to one of the teams that I think is going to surpass Vegas and that I'm really looking forward to watch this year. We got the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, they're playing plus 1,500 to win the conference, plus 3,500 to win the cup here. That's a bold ask to uh, ask out of the Kings, but I don't know, man. They're they're trending in the right direction. They have a shitload of great young talent. Uh, as far as their offseason went, they added Kevin Fiala. They dropped Andreas Thanasiu. Um, who else do, do, do they also dropped uh, Brock Faber and Oli Mata. So a couple of additions, a couple of subtractions. They got a couple of young players who are looking to step in and fill the mold here. As far as conference, like, I don't know. We're starting to get territory that like, yeah, it's a good little long shot bet, but I'm not really, I wouldn't go ahead and hammer it, but I would take plus 1500 to win the conference. You know, maybe throw like a half unit or something down on it. Um, but to win the Stanley Cup plus 3500, I, I just don't think they're there yet. Just off the top here, I just want to say how much I miss Talon's do do do. It's a, it's like ASMR to my ears there. It just it just helps, helps me perk up a little bit. But there'll, there'll be plenty more coming, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but this is a team like the Wild, where I like the Kings, but somehow Vegas has these great aspirations for them that I I just don't see. Like last season, they outperformed their expectations with their uh, veterans kind of bridging the gap with their young guys. And they added Fiala, and they still have Jonathan Quick for for this is his last year on his deal. Cal Peterson, a solid backup. He he could be coming into a, a starter's role. But I don't see the Kings winning the West. I mean, the West could be a opener path in in the Pacific if Calgary and Edmonton falter and, and Vegas is bad, like like Talon thinks. But it's still getting past the Avalanche. It's still the Avalanche faltering. It's still the Kings, everything going right for them. So I think the Kings are a good team to kind of look for as underdogs in games during the season, but for 15 to one to win the, win the conference, I can't take that 35 to one to win the cup. You know, it, it's fun to like place a small bet on that. Be like, Oh yeah, I, I placed this bet in August and it came true. You know, it could be go viral or something, but it's, it's not a good value bet. I don't think it, it's the Kings are, I think being overhyped a year or two or three too early by Vegas. And they're going to be a team to watch in, in the 2020s, but just not yet here in 2022-23. can definitely understand that position. The Kings have a, an elite pipeline of prospects coming in, which is why they can afford to give up. Uh, I keep messing this guy's name up. Is Brock Favor. These fucking ho- hockey news guys keep calling him Drew Favor, so it's messing me up, but it's actually Brock Favor. That D- the D-man they, they traded to the Wild for Kevin Fiala as an elite 30-goal uh, scorer. And, uh, yeah, they needed that goal scoring, so that's why they could afford to give up that prospect. Brock Faber played an awesome game, awesome tournament at the World Juniors uh, before the Americans bowed out, fortunately. Um, but uh, that, that'll, that'll hurt them long-term. But uh, and then in the short-term, when they have Drew Doughty, Jonathan Quick, and Anze Kopitar still playing at a high level uh, i think that this is the move to keep those guys happy and just give them one one or two year more of a run and at uh, 35 to 1 it's a little bit too short for me once again i mean i, I grabbed a little bit of a 45 to 1 but uh it's, yeah this team is a team that'll play well in the playoffs we saw that against the oilers they gave them a better fight than the fucking flames did so that just shows you this this team has grits. It's got uh, veteran leadership and uh, quality goaltending. So once the once these guys get into the playoffs, you know they can potentially go all the way. They just need a bit more goal scoring, which is what potentially uh, Kevin Fiala gives them. 
they're not going to be a team I'm going to be betting a lot during the regular season. I felt a little great on them. But, uh, yeah, 35 to 1 is just a bit too short for me at this point. But, uh, yeah, if they're going to struggle in the season, then you get a better number midseason. You might even get better 45 to 1. So, yeah, look for this team uh, long-term stuff. And uh, unders, once again, unders. I don't think even with Kevin Fiala, there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games for this team. That's a good point in Andres, man, too. Uh, Jonathan Quick and uh, Peterson both look good last year for them, too, for their own goaltending. And uh, I agree, maybe we won't see as much offense. So that's a, that's a nice little piece of analysis you got there, pal. Um, okay, we'll jump on down here to the Nashville Predators. They're paying off uh, plus 1,600 to win the conference, as well as plus two, or sorry, 3,500 to win the actual cup. Um, interesting team, man. They added a uh, goaltender, Kevin Lankinen, Nino Niederreier, Ryan McDonough, and Zach Sanford. Notable losses, Luke Coonan and big save David Riddick here. One of the things that worries me about Nashville is we saw what happened when Pecorino goes down. We saw that in the playoffs last year. They, they couldn't score, man. Like now, obviously they were playing Colorado and Colorado was a fucking juggernaut, but still they, they struggled once, uh, not, I said Pecorino, I meant to say UC Saros. They struggled when UC Saros went down. So this team, if it happened again, or whatever reason, you're almost relying too much on goaltending. It's the opposite of my take on Vegas Golden Knights. Um, yeah, man, Nashville, I like their additions though. You know, like Nino Niederreiter is a good player. Ryan McDonough, uh, we saw, obviously he's getting up there in age, but he still played well in Tampa. Um, Zach Sanford's no slouch. Like, I like them a little bit more once I saw their additions, but it's still their one uh, UC Saros injury away from being a little bit too scary for my likings. Yeah, I didn't really like the Predators last season, and and they kind of surprised me there and, and made the playoffs and maybe could have done some damage if, if they had their goalie healthy. But Hell last, no. No. Last, <laughs> maybe. You never know. You know, it's, it's just... But it was bro. It was, they had their fucking third screen goalie. He played the game of his life, and the Abs fucking had to go to overtime to beat him. Maybe if the goalie was if not they did, the hey, issue. If they didn't play the Abs, they would have had a chance. I'll say it right okay, now: Connor Ingram, Connor Ingram <laughs> threw games or threw games in the Swedish Elite League to win cash. So I am all for Connor Ingram. I think he's a good. I think he's a good team guy. We gotta get him on the pod sometime. Through, through <laughs> would, right there. Would love to. Yeah, but but looking at them, like Duchesne had. Duchesne had a, pretty much a career year. Forsberg had a great year. Roman Yossi had 96 points. Should have won the Norris there. But those guys aren't going to replicate those seasons. Granlund had 53 of 6, 64 points. Johansson had 63 points in 79 games. Like, those guys aren't going to replicate that, I don't think. And even if they do, I don't know if their depth is good enough to to carry them here in, in this division, especially with, you know, with the Avs, with the wild being so highly regarded and with there are kind of three or four teams in there on a similar level to the predators that I think the predators are, are inferior to. So I, I counted them out last year. I was wrong. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do it again. I, I don't think they're a good bet here at 16 to one to win the conference, 35, one to win the cup. They're going to be a, a tough team to kind of handicap right now for me, but maybe as the season goes along, we'll figure something out, especially if, if one of those top three players starts starts showing signs of, of a decline, it's going to be a, a quick decline for the Nashville Predators. Yeah, I have this team uh, graded slightly above the Kings, actually, but uh, I'm going to have to be a bit subjective here. I do not believe that Matt Duchesne has the same season he had last year. <laughs> Ridiculous numbers he put up. Uh, that's not consistent. That's not sustainable. So I expect a a fallback there, but at the maybe the 
pick him up Nino Needrider makes up for that. This guy's a consistent two-way player, puts up uh, good offense, good uh, defense as well. And we got a couple of young guys coming in there with uh, Taylor Juno had an awesome rookie season. Um, yeah, Trennan was great as well. And Ayushi Sar should be healthy as well. So, uh, yeah, this is another team I'm looking to bet on during the season. But once again, the numbers are just a little bit too short at this point at only 35 to 1, 16 to 1 to win the conference. Uh, yeah, they, if, if Saros gets hot, they can they can do whatever they want. But uh, yeah, they're gonna struggle with offense. Oh, another thing too, like Yossi, there's no fucking way that he's gonna put up the same numbers he like. So that was ridiculous. That was a Crazy. one-off. Same with Matt Duchesne. So uh, yeah, look for this team to regress a little bit. But uh, yeah, the acquisition of Nina Rick Needrider could uh, compensate a little bit. But overall, not high on this team. All right, we'll keep it moving here. We'll go over to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, St. Louis are plus 1,700 to win the conference, plus 4,000 to win the actual Stanley Cup. Uh, noted additions, uh, Nola Chari, Thomas Grice, and uh, former Vancouver Canuck and former Toronto Maple Leaf, Josh Levo. Uh, key players lost were Tyler Bozak, Vili Husso, David Perron. Gentlemen, your thoughts on the St. Louis Blues? Yeah, sure. Th- this is where the Blues probably kind of should be in in that twenty to one range to win the conference, forty to one to to win the cup. This is where I feel like the Wild shouldn't be down this low, but they should be kind of more in that in that range where they're going to be in the mix in the division. And if they can if they can keep it up, if they can find their form, they'll be they'll be competitive. They'll be one of the top teams in the West. But it comes down to Jordan Bennington, who can be a complete polarizing goalie there he can be a complete hothead but you know they, they have what it takes to win they still have o'reilly they still have tarasenko they have bruchnevich who's been great they have Braden shen as their third line center robert thomas has really come, come into his own uh, jordan kyra has been great but it, it always comes down to defense you know they have krug falk more kind of offensive guys so the blues i think are, are a sneaky team in this range uh i think they're better than the predators i i 40 to one might be worth kind of a sprinkle there, but I do want to see more out of them. But if you see more out of them, those odds are probably going to shorten. So we're starting to get into the range where, you know, these teams take a shot on right now, take a chance. The blues are on the cusp of that. I would take them 40 to one to win the cup. I don't know about 17 to one to win the conference, but if they make the playoffs, if they can make some noise there, Bennington could, could go on a run and 40 to one is not a bad price. Yeah, I more or less agree with that. Uh, I do like the Blues better as a long-term play. I might like the Predators better in season, but the Blues better in the playoffs. I look for some regression here with their shooting percentage. They were uh, uh, they had a high shooting efficiency, which doesn't really match up with their their talents. So that tends to regress year over year. Uh, yeah, but the Blues still have a, a hard, gritty team. They're very well balanced. They have some goaltending. If Bennington figures shit out, obviously they lost. They lost Philly Huso, who was elite, actually surprisingly elite. I lost a lot of money fading fucking Philly Huso during the year, <laughs> but uh, it's all good because he fell apart against the Avs. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that that's a big loss if Bennington can't regain his 2019 form. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at this team. Possibly, possibly you can understand a little bit of a play here long term. Uh, but uh, I'll be fading them in season for sure. All right, I uh, 
I don't know. I don't mind St. Louis. I wouldn't take them to win the conference. I feel like if if anything, if you were to want to play the Blues as a Blues fan, like maybe throw a Stanley Cup futures out there because if they can make playoffs, obviously anything can happen come playoff time. But plus 1,700 to win the conference, I, I just don't see it happening, man. Uh, Jordan Bennington's kind of... He, we've seen him be a champion. We've seen him be unreal, but he's kind of one of those guys. He's a hothead. He's in his own head a little bit. Joel touched on it. Billy Huso was uh, a nice kind of little bit of stability back there for them. So it'll be interesting to see how they end up trying to kind of mix in that loss that they just had with Huso. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm I'll be betting them for games. I like them to win individual games. I don't know if I like them too much on a future side of things. Um, heading on down here, boys. This is a team I really fucking like. All right, uh, we got the Dallas Stars, uh, plus nineteen hundred to win the conference, plus forty five hundred to win the actual Stanley Cup. Uh, I think we touched on this on one of our last shows. We had just little maybe surprise shockers, maybe looking out for next year. I had Dallas as one of mine. Um, key additions have been Colin Miller and Mason Marchment. Key losses: Blake Coleman, John Klingberg, and uh, Alexander Radulov heading back to the KHL. What I like about this Dallas team. Is that they have talent. Look at guys like Jason Robertson. Look at uh, Miro Hiskin in the net. Jake Ottinger really came into his own in playoffs last year. He's going to be a fucking stud in net for them. I like the Stars, man. Do I like him on the division? No, plus 1,900. But do I like him on the cup at plus 4,500? I will definitely be sprinkling that. Uh, key things worth noting here. These guys got about $11.5 million in cap space still available. Now, I know they have a couple signings they have to make on RFAs. But hopefully they'll have a little bit left over after that. Maybe they can make a nice kind of trade deadline acquisition to help put them over the top once they uh, either maybe make the playoffs or go on a decent push. So I, I do like the Stars here, plus 4,500 for the Cup. Uh, not so much on the conference, just because Colorado is going to run away with it. Uh, I couldn't figure out the Stars much during last season. I still can't really figure them out. I mean, Rupe Hintz is good. Robertson's a, a great young player. Ottinger is... is the reason that you might be betting them to, to win the cup or to win the conference. So once he gets signed, they're going to probably going to have, yeah, they have Robertson and Ottinger signed. So that's probably going to take up most of their cap space there, but those are going to be two guys. They're going to be key to them, key to their success. If they are successful this season and beyond. So I don't know what to make the stars. I, I can't uh, suggest any bets, but they're going to be going to be could could become a team to watch. I, I think Sagan and Ben and Pavelski getting up one more year. It's just going to be, I'm not going to be really interested in watching stars games. So much like I was last season. It'll surprise you to know that Joe Pavelski is uh, a really elite player, uh, even at 38 years old. In fact, he was by far the highest graded 38 plus year old player <laughs> that I came up with. So this guy is still playing elite level, even on the stars team within it. It's an anemic offense. Uh, this guy is, is uh, obviously is contributing more defensively, but even offensively as well, he, he's, he's been putting up the numbers. He's been awesome for this team since coming over from the Sharks. Uh, real leader for them. That that first line is actually really good. Jason Robertson, Rupa Hands, Joe Pavelski. Yeah, it's just about the, the depth there. The other guys, Jason, Jimmy Penn is a fucking shadow of himself. Tyler Stegman, a fucking shadow of himself. You sound like their owner. <laughs> I do own them. I do own them at 45 to 1. That is the first time I'm going to recommend a bet on this podcast. 45 to 1. Yeah. The Dallas Stars. That number has not moved. It's the only one that hasn't moved. So I'm fine with giving that one out. 45 to 1 for the Stars to win the Cup there. Just because this team, 
is a team that should be competitive in a, a weaker Western Conference, and they always play the Avalanche tough too. And uh, yeah, this team is built for the playoffs. Those old guys, they they typically play above their level, knowing that they don't have a cup yet, right? Like Jamie Ben, of course, uh, Tobovelsky, naturally, Little Joe, and uh, of course we saw the rise of Jake Ottinger against the Flames. Man, he was the only reason why that team uh, pushed that to a seven-game series with uh, what was a two-game or two-period, three-period overtime, something like that. Yeah. He was ridiculous, and I expect him to continue that level of play. So they have number one D in Miro Heiskanen, number one goalie in Jake Ottinger, and a top first line in Jay, Jason Robertson, Rupert Hames, and Drupal Bells. That has the formula of a winning team. So I love the Stars. You might be able to find in a better number at midseason, but uh, I'm fine with 45-1 to 1 here. So uh, give me the Stars for the first bet of the fucking season. Not a boy. Love it, Julie. Um, all right, keeping things going here. We got the Vancouver Canucks paying off uh, plus 2,200 to win the conference, plus 5,000 to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, key players added would have been Andre Kuzmenko, uh, Ilya Mikheyev, as well as Curtis Lazar. Major departure would have been Yaroslav Halak. I don't know, boys. Like, I expect the Canucks to have a better season than they did last year. Um, I could see them making playoffs. They, they, on paper, they're looking fine to me. Maybe they got to shore up their defense a little bit, but offensively, they're there. Thatcher Demko is an elite goalie in this league as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind the Canucks. I wouldn't take them for any futures, but it's it's again, it's another team I'm going to be looking on heavily for actual games. Maybe they can uh, you can get them as a dog earlier in the year and uh, watch them go on a bit of a heater. So we turn from the Swedes to the Russians, apparently, with uh, <laughs> Goldskin coming in as a rookie last season. We got Mikheyev now and Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko is a huge pickup, by the way. A lot of teams wanted him, especially Edmonton, I remember. Uh, this guy is an awesome, awesome scoring winner, winger. Uh, so we'll see how the, that comes together. But it's impossible to judge this team so far because we don't know what the hell is happening with JT Miller. I mean, if, if JT Miller is with this team, this this team could be really competitive, especially with Bruce Boudreaux. We saw how effectively he ran that team after I uh, took over there. Um, so it's really hard to say. I mean, they're, they're shopping JT Miller, but if they don't get the price, maybe he comes back, maybe he signs, who the fuck knows? Uh, so it's really hard to say at this point uh, without knowing that information. Uh, but I do expect a, a, a solid performance once again in fucking playoff purgatory for the Canucks and <laughs> missing out on another top five draft pick, uh, which is the worst of both worlds. You know, you don't want to be missing the playoffs consistently and not getting those high end draft picks. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, there's no fucking bet here to be made. Yeah, I'm looking here at the Canucks forwards. You got Pedersen, Miller, Besser, Horvat, Guzmanka, all these guys here. I'm like, okay, they're solid here. How are they? Did want to win the cup? They got good goaltending, Thatcher Demko, uh, Spencer Martin backing up. And then you look at their defense specifically on the right side. Um, on dailyfaceoff.com, they have Luke Shen as a top pair of defensemen, <laughs> Tyler Myers as second pair, and Tucker Pullman on the right side. So, I mean, they got Quinn Hughes. Maybe they should be looking to move someone like JT Miller for a good right defenseman to, to pair with him and then kind of eye up the mid mid middle of the decade here to, to become competitive. But I could see this team they would they were good under Bruce Padrell there. So I could see them, especially with Demko here coming into his own, I could see them surprising people in fifty to one. 
if they if they get hot, it, it's it's going to come down. So this is something I, I will recommend sprinkling fifty to one, but not too much. I, I can't really expect to see them win the cup. It's just value there fifty to one to maybe cash out or, or sell the bet or something like that during the season. Well, we got Leafs legend too, Travis Dermott coming in. Mm. What about Ilya Mikheyev? And Mikheyev, okay, but Travis yeah, is player in the league. Fast is faster than McDavid, bud. Yeah. Standing foot race. Look out. Uh, I, I, I got, he only uh, scores in the shorthanded, right? He's only yeah. four on five. <laughs> Bro, he found a scoring touch last year. Other than that, he's just shooting it right at the chest. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's a lot of the major players, guys, in the West here. We'll, we'll quickly do a little read-through of the odds on everybody that's left, but we won't jump into it too crazy. Uh, Winnipeg Jets plus uh, 3,000 to win the conference, plus 6,000 to win the cup. Seattle Kraken plus 5,000 to win the conference, plus 10,000 to win the cup. Uh, Anaheim Ducks plus uh, 7,500 to win the division, plus 15,000 to win the cup. Sharks plus 8,000 to win the conference, plus 15,000 to win the actual cup. Arizona plus 30,000 to win the division, and plus $100,000 to win the cup. I'll throw a couple of bucks down. <laughs> uh, Chicago Blackhawks plus uh, 30,000 to win the division, plus 100,000 to win the cup. Boys, anything I just listed? Any any thoughts? Any any comments? Uh, I thought the Jets may have deserved more respect than be being listed with those teams, but it's it comes down to goaltending there with Hellebuck and then what's going on with Wheeler and, and Shifley because Ehlers is a great player. Kyle Connor is great. Mm-hmm. They have some def- decent defensemen there, so maybe take a sixty to one shot and hope to cash out or, or hedge that at some point during the season. Uh, always gonna be a fan of the Ducks there, 150 to one to win the cup. You never know. Trevor Zegers, they brought in Ryan Strom, they brought in some other guys in the offseason. If they keep John Gibson, you never know what they can do. But yeah, these teams are gonna be teams to kind of fade throughout the season. Yeah, I bet the Jets a couple of times the last couple of years, knowing that they have a strong culture with Paul Maurice there and those uh guys like Blake Wheeler and uh Connor Hellebuck and Nett and uh, Paul Statsman's in there for a bit, and uh, what's his name? Mark Shifley, too. Double but off. that culture is totally falling apart, and I'm no longer interested at all in the Jets. So they apparently they were the, the, the biggest money line winner in that the pandemic season. So uh, mm-hmm. we catch some money there at least. Anyway, the rest of the teams, like these, these, these are the drags of the league. I mean, in the East, at least you could say the bad teams are getting better. These teams are not really. I mean, the Sharks, Coyotes, Blackhawks. I think they all got worse. Uh, the Ducks maybe get a little better just because of uh, the younger guys coming in. Kraken, we'll have much more to say about them coming up with like the vision stuff, win total stuff, whatever. Might be a little higher in the Kraken, but not to win the fucking conference <laughs> <laughs> with his uh, heavy hitters up there. Uh, so, yeah, the, these are the worst teams in the league with uh, a couple exceptions in the East, I guess. Yeah, I agree, man. Like you guys touched on, a lot of these are long shots that we probably won't even be uh, won't even be considering. Um, but we'll touch more on them individually when we get to actual uh, division breakdown. So if mm-hmm. you are listening, want to hear some Arizona content or our thoughts on how San Jose is going to shit the bed again this year, we'll be sure to have that coming for you. By all means, keep an eye out for it. Um, but yeah, I agree, man. Like 
with Winnipeg, it's an interesting one because on paper, the talent's there. You said it, man. Like Kyle Connor, fucking Dubois is still there, even though he wants to go to Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like, um, fuck, Wheeler, Shifley, Hellebuck, and that, like you touched on, you know, Josh Met. Like, there, there's players there that are still effective. Um, I think, like Ryan said it perfectly, they deserve a little bit more respect. How much more respect is, yeah, that's hard to gauge. But if there's any teams out of those six you should be considering, maybe the Jets. But other than that, they're pretty much mush. Uh, all right, guys, that pretty much wraps up our Western Conference breakdown here. Um, and that pretty much wraps up the pod, man. So keep an eye out. We'll definitely have more shit coming. It's good to be back, boys. I'm very much excited. Uh, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Those guys, you guys have been, you know, we've been having fun. Obviously, it's been a bit of a transition. And once the season starts or we get close to preseason, we'll start popping off like Jolie was talking about earlier uh, as well. Everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. There's still, it's the best time of year, guys. Like, it's starting to get things going. College football's right around the fucking corner. NFL's ripping. It's going to be, I'm mean, like, preseason's on. It's fucking sweet. NHL camps are going to be starting in a couple weeks. Baseball's doing its thing. They're still rolling. F1's going to be back in a couple weeks. Golf's getting into playoffs. Like, there's some good things coming up and some better things around the corner. So everybody go check out the uh, SGPN website. And I said, shout out to our friends and pals in the discord. Yeah. There's a uh, weather catastrophe going on here in parts of the U S with a, with a drought. There's also a drought of hockey gambling podcast reviews. We have not had a review. <laughs> for not a over That's a we haven't had a show. <laughs> hey, we haven't it's like had the Sahara a, is a drought. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had a review. For over three months now, three months in a day, so uh, we're gonna be gonna be loading up here as the season comes closer. We're gonna get some division previews. We're gonna get some player futures, stuff like that. So, if you like what you're hearing, if you're if you're listening this long into a Western Conference preview in in the middle of August, leave us a five star rating and review. You can go to sg.pn/hockey if you're on Apple Podcast or sg.pn/hockey yes if you're on Spotify and uh, maybe. I'll read your review here instead of going off about how much we're in a drought here and need some fucking rain and reviews. <laughs> All right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. Well, mine is find me throwing shit in a trash can decorated with U.S. hockey insignia. <laughs> the real ones will know. Peace.